thicker eyebrows are like in. Yeah. And that's crazy that certain facial features are in trend it's like no like everyone's beautiful and everyone's unique and instagram models like oh gosh (laughs) let's just say that they're the modern day version of magazine models like yeah you ever just look up to them and think like wow like i wish i could be this skinny or this beautiful or this pretty without makeup a hundred percent hello hello Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Emma and Dasam, here with our seventh episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. Can't believe we made it. So exciting. I can't wait to get to the 10th one. I know. We only have three more to go after this. I'm so, so excited. excited. And joining us today is our amazing, wonderful, beautiful friend, Miranda Sosa. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Hello. <laughs> welcome, Hello. welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We're excited to have you. Yeah, tell us, okay, tell us a little more about yourself. Perfect. So I'm a senior at UTRGV. I'm studying health and biomedical sciences and I'm minoring in medical Spanish and I'm hoping to go to medical school in the Woo! near future. So yeah. So exciting. Mm-hmm. And Brad awesome. and I went to the same high school. So childhood memories, honestly. Yeah. Even though it was like three years ago. <laughs> sure. So we're going to start off with Truly Obsessed. This okay. is something we do every week and we just talk about the things that we've been loving recently. Food, drinks, music, whatever it is. So just time you can go ahead and start off. Okay, so I've been obsessed with small purses. Like this is a trend that, as you all know, started earlier this year. But there's this site called JWPay, like JWPEI, and it's actually really affordable. And on Black Friday, they had this like crazy sale. Like Miranda saw my photo with the green <laughs> purse and she like loved it. Yeah. And I got that one in black because I just couldn't resist. Ooh, that's super cute. <laughs> that's going to be cute. I don't know go why, out. but like my obsession has only grown over time. And I've also been obsessed with like little electronics. Like Emma got me an Echo Dot for Christmas and then my boyfriend got me a Kindle. And those things have really just improved my life. Yeah. <laughs> like reading, asking Alexa what the weather is on the daily. Like that's my new thing. I love that for you. Honestly, I'm happy that the Echo Dot is actually coming in handy because I was like, she's not even going to need it. Like she can just play music <laughs> on her phone. It's fine. I love it. But no, I'm really happy you like it. Um, I'm thinking about getting the new one because they had like a, <gasps> yeah, it's like the Echo Dot like three or something. And it's like a sphere. Anyway looks amazing Mm -hmm. um but I have two recent obsessions that are just like my entire life and honestly like when I get obsessed I get very obsessed it becomes everything so the first thing that I think a lot of people have been watching is Bridgerton yes I just just finished watching it yes wait the the whole thing yes the whole (gasps) thing I'm gonna make Dasam rewatch it with me um (laughs) it'll be her first time watching it we're gonna watch when we get back to her apartment but I'm so freaking excited. Like, it's an amazing show. The soundtrack is so mm-hmm. good. I think the, it's, like, so beautifully filmed. Like, the scenery, so the dresses, everything. It's yeah. so nice. It's just yeah. beautiful to look at. And then also the main character, one of the main characters, Simon, is just, yes! like, everything. <laughs> everything. Like, just the best show. I, I literally finished it in one day. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is Girl Scout Cookies. Because every year around my birthday, which is at the end of January, Girl Scout cookies are like the big thing that everyone's getting me for my birthday. So I started out early this year and I bought two boxes of Caramel Delights. (gasps) But the real question is which one flavor is your favorite? Caramel Delight, dude. All the way. Or Thin Mint. Or Thin Mint. What about My favorites are Thanks a Lot and they don't have them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sad. They're like the most simple, but they're like amazing. Yeah. It's just like chocolate and vanilla, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Melt in your mouth. Yeah. So good. Thin mints are definitely I my think, favorite. Yeah, I think thin mints are the ones that like 
everybody loves. Like we just get those two. Thin Mints, Caramel yeah. Delight, Lemonades are kind of good. Yeah, yeah. I There's like a those. lot to choose from, but I literally went through a whole box like this weekend, so <laughs> I feel kind of guilty, but oh my, actually gosh. happy about it. So okay, so. I feel bad admitting this because I feel like everyone like is in shock when I say it is that I didn't like coffee like my whole life (laughs) and I recently started liking it like during final season like Mm. this past semester and now I go like I can't go a day without like drinking it and I'm like a Duncan fanatic like my friends they got me like gift cards for Christmas and I literally went today I've been like obsessed with Duncan, especially oh yeah, in God. particular. What do you and get? Yeah. I get medium iced coffee mm. with oat milk and French vanilla swirl. Is it's there oat milk good? Yes, I mean I like that's like my favorite non dairy yeah. substitute. Yeah, just like yeah, that's my favorite. Wow. And I like theirs. And I've also been liking matcha a lot. Mm-hmm. They have matcha there, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. I got like a matcha little kit for Christmas, and <gasps> I've been trying to like perfect my at home like lattes, like ice or yeah, hot. <gasps> and I've also been like really into like vintage, like thrifting, Ooh. like so. I've been really into that, like in yeah. my past. Dang. And right now she has I all these that. really cute cloud nails that she painted herself. I literally painted. <laughs> I, guess, I was gonna okay, ask I'll you. That. They look I'll, so I'll cute. Thank you. No, they're so cute. Didn't you find it on TikTok or something? Yeah, I I got on nail TikTok and I follow like oh, yeah. a couple <laughs> people that I like how they do like easy, like simple designs, but they mm. look like. They take like a long time or something, yeah. but they're actually pretty simple. So. Yeah, they yeah. make them look so really cute. easy. Yeah, those are mm. adorable. Thank Guys, you. Fun fact: When Duncan opened at College Station, which is where our university is, oh my gosh, there was I literally this. a line like four <laughs> miles, probably. Yeah, and <laughs> across the street. And Dasan made me go <laughs> and wait in the line for like forty-five minutes no. for a hot chocolate. Okay. Or I don't know what we got. It was like five minutes. Stop. <laughs> Literally stop. We listened to like two full podcasts in that time. No, but honestly, like like it was worth it because once you're already like in the middle of the line, like there's no yeah. going back. We just have to keep waiting. Yeah. But it was funny because I would literally drive an hour to Duncan because we didn't have one in College Station until like Road two trip. months ago. I would drive to like Bastrop and <gasps> oh get Duncan. Gosh. Yeah. That's how much like I was it? obsessed. It's like a debate for some people. No, they I love prefer it. Duncan over Starbucks. Mm, uh, it's more affordable. Uh, yeah, that, it is. Yes. It is a lot more affordable, and I feel like the caramel. Okay, so I get the same thing as you, basically, but like instead of oat milk, almond milk, and then I get caramel instead yeah. of vanilla. Uh-huh. And it's so easy, and it's just like the best. I don't know, it's but so I, good. I will yeah. say that Starbucks has stronger coffee. That's like, true. The cold brew as an mm, option, yeah. but Dunkin' is just delicious. I get it for road trips, like yeah. all the time. <laughs> So anyway, Duncan obsessed. I'm I'm with it. you on that. I love it. So our topic for today is around self love, which is very funny because body positivity is something that is a little hard to deal with right around the holiday season, especially sure. when you're going from Christmas to New Year's to all the indulgences. And I think it starts with defining it first because everyone defines it differently. Like I would say for me, like self love is more of like an internal satisfaction with who I am and who I'm going to become like through my lifestyle exercise, like things that I do to just unravel, like whatever I'm thinking inside, like journaling, whatever. But what about you, Emma? Honestly, I used to define it by how I felt about my external appearance and what I saw when I looked in the mirror and how, you know, I thought about myself just as a person on the outside. And over the years, I've just come to realize that it's, I mean, this is so, we hear this all the time, but it really is truly gets so much more. Mm -hmm. And through doing things that I'm passionate about and that just make me feel good inside, like that is how I sort of amp up like my love for myself and gain confidence in who I am. 
And so I think like it's really easy as a kid to just base it off of like external appearance, yeah. which is what I've done forever. And I mean, it's hard. It's hard to just say like, oh, now I fully love myself like for every single day because you will have off days. But I think um, for the most part, I've become generally happy with, you know, those hard days are like still a thing though. Yeah, for sure. So I agree completely with what you both said. Something I personally struggled a lot with before, like, was that I'm a big people pleaser. And I think self-love, like, means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please other people. Mm. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, we're not perfect. Not You're not going to make everyone happy. So mm. you need to, like, kind of, like, look out for yourself before you kind of like break your head over trying to please everyone around you because that's just impossible yeah, yeah for sure that's i mean so true though there's a lot that goes into it you know mm-hmm. it's not even just like the first like definition that you have of self-love like you can go on defining yeah. it with so many different mm-hmm. things i think it's so i love I- what you said Yeah, I think it's so ironic that we characterize self-love with our need to, like, please others and the way that people perceive us because that's – I totally feel that. Like, I would care so much about how other people saw me as attractive or how other people saw me as, Mm -hmm. you know, intellectual or even hardworking or whatever it was, and that would make me love myself, like, if other people loved me. Oh, my gosh. And we talked about this in one of our episodes. I think it was dealing with comparison and dating and social media, how the more likes we get and the more, like, views on our stories we get, the better we feel about ourselves and it's yeah. just that like instant serotonin boost yeah. yeah but it's like like this false count exactly like that we put so much of our like confidence into mm-hmm. and so we base it off of numbers and it's like it's not actually true you know what I mean like it's just like a mental thing and it really has to come from yourself it's hard because even before we were like seeing all these Instagram models like I mean there were movies obviously we're talking mm-hmm. about like you know the magazine models actresses but like I looked up so much to like Hillary Duff Vanessa Hudgens Aww, these super same. huge stars no I was obsessed and like I mean my endearing awkwardness story actually has to do with Hillary Duff but it's funny because I as a kid I was I would always think to myself like why don't I look like that mm-hmm. why do I not look like you know how they look in their you know in their 20s yeah. playing high schoolers or whatever but they have you know obviously maturity to their face and they're going through all of these like older girl problems and I'm like why aren't I you know that good enough like how come I don't have those problems how come I don't yeah. look like that and it's just it's just funny to me mm-hmm. how like even as little girls we tend to have those crazy thoughts of like comparison to people that are totally not in the same stage of life as us mm-hmm. and also like on tv and movies you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. <laughs> but we yeah. don't understand the concept yet I sometimes think like going along with the topic of like tv shows and stuff like a lot of those tv shows are targeted like towards Mm -hmm. teenagers and people like a very impressionable audience and a lot of the times like they're supposed to kind of depict like a reality Mm -hmm. when they don't really show like the behind the scenes like makeup airbrushing like the perfection that goes like into preparing someone exactly so we see it and it's like oh my gosh like they're literally like instantly perfect and although like a lot of people that we see like on tv are naturally beautiful people like Mm -hmm. they are enhanced and it isn't a hundred percent like reality yeah Yeah. no for sure think about fairy tales too (laughs) just the prince charming aspect that we grew up like looking for and how like every single female 
character or protagonist is beautiful. Like they're <laughs> absolutely, like that's one of their main character traits. Like think about it. Like if you look at the story of Cinderella versus the stepdaughters, like what differentiated them? It was like the beauty, right? Also the kindness and the love for different things. But beauty is like one of the things that a lot of women attract to and define as their value. Yeah, and for sure, you know, even High School Musical, like Trey Bolton, like we oh want gosh, that yeah. in our life to affirm us, to complete us. And I think a part of it is seeking it within rather than wanting attention from like the male you know gender or (laughs) just in general wanting to be beautiful to be seeked after you know Mm -hmm. that's interesting when was the first time that you felt insecure or like that you even noticed what you looked like and actually like analyzed yourself in that sense oh my god that's a good question yeah I think when I okay we got school issued iPads in seventh grade, and that's when I downloaded oh. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah. Of Instagram. Yeah, that's when I, I downloaded that. Instagram, and that's when I started actually taking photos of myself, like selfies, editing mm-hmm. them through filters. In seventh grade, I was in the restroom with some girls, and we were like looking in the mirror and just talking, and it literally felt like a Mean Girls moment. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, "Oh, I don't like my eyes. I don't like my you know eyebrows," or "Oh, my hair is too frizzy," or something like that. And they were just talking about how they wear makeup and they can't ever like go to school without it. And at that time, like I hadn't started wearing makeup and I just felt so out of place. And I felt like I was looking my, at myself in a different light. Like, oh, should I be insecure? Oh, should I be like, you know, wearing makeup, filling in my eyebrows? Like, oh, am I not pretty because I don't have this feature that this other girl wants? Like it started becoming a comparison game. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a similar story yeah? I, with, mm-hmm. with eyebrows as well. I oh remember gosh, one time eyebrows. someone <laughs> in middle school, I forgot like what grade exactly. They ha- they made a comment like, oh, like caterpillar eyebrows. And I went home that day and I tweezed them like, no. com- like a strip. And my mom was like, <laughs> no, like I made that mistake when I was little. Your eyebrows are oh beautiful. And I was like, it's like, you don't know what to believe because like yeah. someone was telling me that at school and we sometimes like at such a young age we trust like we don't really trust like what our parents say yeah, it's kind of like, like you don't know anything yeah yeah so that was like a big mistake oh on my, my part God. and now like thicker eyebrows are like in yeah and that's crazy that certain facial features are in trend it's like yeah. no like everyone's beautiful and everyone's unique and yeah. I feel like our appearance shouldn't be on trend and off trend. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah sure. I mean, you have great eyebrows, by the Thank way. Thank you. The best eyebrows. Aww. No, dude. Oh my gosh. The overplucking story yeah. is so <laughs> real. I can show you pictures from, I mean, even two years ago where I had the like oh. rainbow brows so bad, like truly the worst. And, and you know, you get those little cuts because mm-hmm. you're constantly, <laughs> I hate it. Um, no, but I, I feel like we all had that moment where we just like looked in yeah. the mirror at school. That's literally the story yeah. I was going to tell. I remember like in kindergarten. Super kindergarten? Yeah. And I don't understand it. I'm like, why am I having these complex thoughts as like a six year old? But in kindergarten, I remember like staring in the mirror and you know, I have dark hair mm-hmm. and I have very light skin. And the girls that were my friends at the time, like blonde, tan, I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, they all were just gorgeous. And I felt... In your eyes, though. In, yeah, exactly. Like, in comparison. I don't know why I was being so hard on myself. But I really think that the media has something to do with it. Because I was like, oh, they're blonde. Like, that's so, you know, rare down here. It's like, and, mm-hmm. you know, in the media, there's all these, like, beautiful blonde models and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that means that they are the pinnacle of beauty. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh, my gosh. I look like the default version of a person. <laughs> which oh is so gosh. weird to think. But I really did think that I'm like, how do I make myself look more like them? Yeah. And it was so sad to mm-hmm. think about that as, like, a kid. It, it is sad. I mean, 
I understand because when I first moved to the U.S., like I was also in kindergarten Mm -hmm. and, you know, being like Asian American, you have very distinct features. And also like even for being Korean, like my lips are like on the bigger side. Mm -hmm. And I remember comparing them to my third grade teacher at the time who was like so beautiful and everyone adored her, wishing my lips were thinner and wishing that like my eyes were bigger and that, you know, like I didn't have like certain freckles or whatever. And it's crazy because some features are characterized with certain races and stuff and it's just like a common thing you still want to alter your appearance to match the ideal of a culture a society that may not even be yours you know yeah even in like the college realm because obviously like we go to a school where a lot of people don't look like us and so I remember going into huge culture shock first of all Mm -hmm. but like everybody dresses super similar Mm -hmm. everybody has the same like brand of things everybody does their makeup a certain way their hair a certain way and I just remember feeling super out of place there too which like now it's not even I mean it's like fine Mm -hmm. but in the beginning of any sort of journey where you go into a space where there's people that are just so different from like Mm -hmm. what you've always surrounded yourself with Mm -hmm. it's really easy to take what you've always known as like normal or like normalcy in the beauty sense. Yeah. And then like you go there and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so different here. And it's not the same as I've always viewed it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Whenever I've gone, so I study like in my hometown, so I didn't like move out like for college, Mm -hmm. but whenever I've gone to visit like Dassam or my sister, I get, or even like any, like anywhere else, I'm like, wow, like even driving five hours, people do look different, yeah. especially because, like, we live in a place where the population yeah. is, like, 90-something yeah. percent Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. But and when you move to Houston, too. Oh, yeah, yeah for the summer. Yeah. That, that too. But I mm-hmm. will say the thing about that is that people that live there and are used to the standards of beauty in that area mm-hmm. will see you and think, like, oh, my gosh, like, she looks so unique. Or because, exotic. Yeah. Like, my sister, she used to go to AM and – um. I remember when she first moved there, she went through the same experience, mm-hmm. like culture shock. And everyone always asked her, like, where are you from? Like, you look so exotic. <laughs> and she's super tan. That's so funny, um, I, don't, I don't know if you've seen my, my yeah. sister. Like, she has, like, very bright hazel eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks so different. And so I think it's honestly funny because it's like a mix of things that we make up in our heads, but then also just reality of things. And yeah. they're reinforced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're reinforced. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people may not even know that you're Hispanic because you have, like, oh, you know, the, the green, green eyes, eyes and, like, the lighter Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do people ever ask you, like, where you're from? Or- yes, like, whenever I've gone on vacation, like, with my family to Mexico, like, mm-hmm. I lived in Mexico for a certain part of my, like, childhood. My first language is Spanish. Like, my parents, like, that's what we speak at home. Mm-hmm. And we travel to Mexico like very often um aside from like right now since we can't travel but whenever I'd go with my family they'd be like Wera, Wera, and they like <laughs> what they does would, that mean again it like someone who's like very light complected mm-hmm. sometimes like with blonde hair blue yeah. eyes or yeah. light colored eyes yeah. it would just feel like kind of awkward because it's like I'm with my family and I'm like no like, I speak like I'm yeah. talking yeah, Spanish yeah, like yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. And I think with self-love and just self-acceptance, like it's a journey because you go through that like beginning stage where you're starting to figure out where you belong, who you are. And when you're younger, that's why they say like confidence for women deflates like over time. Yeah. Whereas for men, they rise because when we're younger, we're focused more on activities and, you know, our strengths and how smart we are and how, you know, much we love to read and our hobbies. And and so like there's this commercial, I don't know if you all saw it, but it was like run like a girl. Yeah. And they asked mm-hmm. that to yeah. like yeah. say 10 year olds versus like 20 year olds. And then the 10 year olds would like run hard and then the 20 year olds would run like wimply yeah and so 
right when you start like the early onset of your 20s, that's when you start to really define like self-love and realize how toxic it might have been when you were younger yeah because it's like a roller coaster honestly because you start out young and like I was saying Mm -hmm. there was a period of time for everybody where they didn't even care what they look like like we didn't yeah we didn't think about that stuff we just Just like like the innocence of being young exactly Mm -hmm. and then there was that moment where it kind of just shattered I don't know that sounds very dramatic but I feel like all of us have kind of experienced that to an extent yeah where it starts off normal like we're just playing like going all over the place eating Mm -hmm. our snacks sweating like whatever and then we have that moment of like oh my gosh comparing Mm -hmm. ourselves to other girls around us and other people and feeling like we need to shrink ourselves down um, because it might be like too much for others Mm -hmm. and then I feel like you know you go through adolescence middle school high school those are just the awkward years and then right where we are in the stage of our lives right now is where we get to redefine it Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a resurgence with the commercial that commercial is super awesome the run yeah, like yeah because it was, it was a cool campaign I, I feel like there's so many different places where people are reinforming women how I mean women specifically I will say because that's what I've seen a lot of about just like gaining that confidence back and sort of that like childlike innocence in mm-hmm, a sense mm-hmm. and the belief in oneself to be able to like do anything that one wants to do yeah you know yeah. what I mean uh-huh. like not letting society's expectations ideas of beauty define your own yeah and did you did you go through like a a shift in your high school confidence versus like your college confidence Mm, oh for sure now that I've like reflected upon it like the first like guy I talked to was like freshman year of high school like Mm. you're like 14 yeah exactly (laughs) so although like it was in my intention like I did have someone's opinion who didn't have me in their best interest yeah in their best interest and I felt like I let that affect me a lot in my Mm -hmm. self-confidence and like that kind of like affected me like in high school for a long time and it Mm -hmm. took me a long time to like work and build from that um and it hasn't been really until college that I've like learned to love myself more Mm. yeah so I think it's been a drastic change from high, <laughs> yeah. even even if it doesn't seem like it since it's been like so long ago and day by day sometimes it's hard to see like the progress you make but then when you kind of take a step back mm-hmm. you see how much you've changed, you've changed. exactly yeah, yeah it's very gradual but then you look back you're like, yeah oh, God, it's been two years and what yeah. was that point for you when you realized okay you know, this guy like tainted my self-confidence in some way but I have the power to regain it and I don't need it from anyone else I think that the moment that it was kind of like a light bulb went off in my head was like when that relationship ended, you're still alive. Like although you feel heartbroken, like life goes on Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be in your life anymore. And Mm -hmm. you kind of have to take the initiative to control where you go from there. Yeah, your well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Mental health. And And it's a tough decision to make because sometimes like regardless if it was a healthy or toxic relationship, you cared about them. And when you care about someone, you like value their opinions. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like you just have to see that other people don't think that of you. Mm. My parents don't see me in that light. Like, mm. my friends don't see me in that light. Mm. So it's kind of like one person's perspective neg- yeah, mm. versus everyone else in my life. Yeah. And it's kind of seeing, like, mm. how the good outweighs, like, the bad. Yeah. So I think that was, like, a turning point for me. That's yeah, so good. that's mm-hmm. amazing. I never thought about, like, looking to it, the way that your family views you. Yeah, the yeah. people that actually love you. Yeah, for and sure. And see me every day, have seen me grow up, mm-hmm. see yeah. me mature. Yeah. Yeah. How Emma said before that there is good days and bad days. And mm. I think having 
people who genuinely have you in their best interests, love you like your family, close friends. Uh-huh. That was what really helped me because there mm-hmm. were some days you look in the mirror and it's like, wow, I feel great today. <laughs> and yeah. other days it's like all those negative comments that have been told to you yeah. kind of like creep back in yeah. and sometimes it's like this person told me I should have like lost a few pounds and mm-hmm. that I'd be prettier that way and it's like you know what like it's not gonna fix itself from day to night and it really helps like people who love you like yeah. tell you that you're beautiful the way you are and beauty really comes from within mm-hmm. and looks don't matter yeah they're not forever yeah If I could go back to my 15-year-old self Mm -hmm. when I was extremely insecure, like Mm -hmm. extremely insecure, I would tell them when you are confident, that is actually going to make you a lot more attractive to others, which is interesting because you think, oh, like if I just satisfy other people, if I learn how to do makeup and do my hair and, Mm -hmm. you know, follow trends and just dress nicer, then I would be more appealing to others. But the thing is that people are too busy caring about what they look like to other people than to care about you. Mm -hmm. So I would tell my 15-year-old self, like, hey, Dasam, forget what anyone else is thinking about you. They're probably not thinking about you. (laughs) They're probably focused on themselves. Focus on growing yourself. Like, if you love that black sweater, even though it's like not on trend because you love it, then you're going to wear it with confidence and the swagger almost, which is just, <laughs> which is oh such a like outdated word. I'm sorry. You said it so confidently. Yeah. 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 With this, with this like radiance that no one can take away from you. Yeah. I think yeah. confidence is a possession and you have to own it. And it's really, Ooh. really like hard that. to take it away from you when you have it. Exactly. And I think going along with what Dasam said is that sometimes people tell you things that in return, like make you feel very insecure about yourself. But unfortunately, a lot of the time people do that because they're hurt and because they're not satisfied with themselves. And Mm -hmm. they kind of project those insecurities onto you and then you get insecure about yourself. Yeah. But I think like you just have to come to terms like with that. Yeah. yeah. I honestly love like what both of you guys are saying. And I think it's become very apparent that it's a reflection of what other people are thinking of themselves and feeling of themselves. Because there is like a quote, I think, from some movie or something, but people that are very happy with themselves, you know, are confident in who they are, don't have the time to pick apart other mm. people. And so, like, I always try to think about that because, you know, if I'm really happy and if I'm really confident in myself and really just proud of who I am Mm -hmm. then like what benefit is it going to bring me to like bring down someone else the Mm. only way that I or like I think anyone would have time or energy to do that is if they just have nothing else better to do exactly so which says more about them than you exactly Exactly. so I know that's kind of like reverberating the same thing but I think it's so important to remember that it's nothing to do with like you as a person at the end of the day it's about who you are on the inside Mm -hmm. and we hear this all the time but even with romantic situations, mm-hmm. whoever you're interested in could be like the hottest person in the world or whatever. And then if their personality just isn't up to par or like they can't hold the conversation or they're or they're not passionate about anything. Yeah, I mean, and again, like it's it's something that is kind of person by person. You know, everyone likes what they like, whatever, but you could be like the most beautiful person in the world and be missing so many yeah. personality traits. Exactly. And like at the end of the day, it's really just about who you are on the inside shining outward. Mm. Even if I feel 
kind of, you know, gross that day. If I'm not, you know, wearing makeup, I didn't get any Uh, sleep, like whatever it is, mm -hmm. which honestly, I've gotten more comfortable with, especially over quarantine, just like not wearing (laughs) makeup. Anytime I do kind of feel a little bit not super great about my external appearance. I'm just like, yeah. okay, if I am mad and moody today, I'm going to look even worse on the outside. So mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to be optimistic and confident and not even think about what I look like on the outside and just yeah. enjoy the day. And like exactly. that will like show mm-hmm. on the outside and like people will see that. Yeah. And I just want to add that person that you're speaking to, talking to may not remember what you said, but they'll always remember how they, how you made them feel right mm-hmm. with your warmth and kindness. You can be like such an attractive light to other people because they'll like take that warmth and feel good about themselves. Yeah. Like honestly, that's the most amazing thing if you could project your self-love outwards and make other people love themselves, like that's amazing. And so I think it really starts there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. If you radiate good energy, like a lot of people are very into like, oh, the energies. And if you have a good energy, Mm -hmm. like you can literally sense it in a room. Like when someone is a positive person. If someone like a smile goes a long way, like just little things like that, literally like depict like how first impressions, Mm -hmm. like how people see you and I just think it's very important. So I agree with what you yeah. said. Yeah. You can't get by just on your looks. No, exactly. definitely not. We all have personalities. Like we're not saying we're perfect, that we're not saying we're confident all the time, but we're saying that it should be something that you are intentionally putting effort towards. And yes, like self-love goes beyond mental. There's also the health and fitness part. What do y'all do that make you feel good about yourself when you're exercising for yourself and not for others? Mm. I think even like hormones like endorphins Mm -hmm. like literally make you happy and that's something like if you exercise you're gonna like your body is going to feel good like Mm -hmm. that's not going to make anyone else like feel good except you so I think doing it for yourself Mm -hmm. instead of for someone else whether it's like oh I want to look good for my boyfriend or for Mm -hmm. my girlfriend at the end of the day like your health and well-being is going to benefit you mm-hmm. yeah oh my so God. literally the feeling right after you work out mm-hmm. like you just feel so proud of yourself and I feel like working out right now yeah <laughs> and like for me personally I always get a really good I have a cardio it's called cardio baby that's my playlist oh so it's just like the it. you know the best jams and I try to channel like any sort of insecurities I'm feeling or just like stresses uh, during my workout and I will just like spit on the bike for like 20 to 30 minutes if it's a good day 30 minutes and just channel like energy into that and focus on the fact that like 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 you said like it's benefiting yourself and it's not for other people and mm-hmm. so that in itself like should be enough motivation to get you to do it you know what I mean yeah like your body deserves to feel good like you deserve mm-hmm. to feel stress-free afterwards like your body deserves to be treated right mm-hmm Yeah, and I really do think people that exercise regularly are able to sustain that habit Mm -hmm. because of what it does for their quality of life. Like people that are doing it simply for an instant gratification, like whether it's, oh, I want to instantly be bikini ready, which never happens, (laughs) or I want to like start restricting myself of all these foods so that I could instantly look good to fit into a dress or something. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. Those are the unsustainable habits. And I think that's where your insecurity begins to like dig a hole that goes deeper than like just physical. Like it's also mental. Yeah. Cause you can't see the results right away. So then you beat yourself up and you're like, well, I went hard on that, those two workouts and I don't see any 
any different. So I'm just going to eat this bag of potato chips and not continue. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's about balance. Yeah, for sure. And self-compassion. And exactly. making it part of your lifestyle too. With what you were saying about restricting yourself. Personally, I have struggled in the past with not eating in a balanced way. Mm-hmm. And personally, I have like um, maybe a more like muscular build like I don't I don't have like skinny legs I'm not a small petite person when I see Instagram models like oh my gosh like I wish I could look like that it like kind of makes you feel bad about yourself but we have to understand I think part of like my self-love journey and dealing with my insecurities is being kinder to yourself Mm. simply like sometimes I'm like oh I wish my legs were skinnier and Mm -hmm. like oh thigh gaps or whatever Mm -hmm. but sometimes I literally I, I think like you have to be grateful at the end of the day. Like, regardless if my legs are not perfect or my body's not perfect, like, that is what literally gets me out from bed, like, up Mm -hmm. from bed. And that's, like, my legs help me travel the world. Mm -hmm. My hands, I can write and be creative. I think it's just being kinder to yourself and appreciating, like, how you look, who you are in your own unique way. Even if it's not, like, picture perfect. Because even the things that are picture perfect aren't, like there's Mm -hmm. editing and stuff so yeah no and the person that loves you if we're talking about guys or whatever like will find those things to be perfect yeah and I think you look amazing (laughs) for instance (laughs) and I don't think you should change anything about yourself and so it just goes to show that people that actually care about you and are meaningful like the opinions that matter will embrace you for who you are exactly and if you are in a journey to improve yourself then they'll support you but they don't want you to overextend yourself yeah exactly and I also think like a big factor in this is being patient like Mm -hmm. kind of how we talked about like oh how you've matured so much from high school to college Mm -hmm. and how day by day you kind of get frustrated I mean I've been there too like today I had a morning workout and I my abs were hurting because I was doing like an ab workout and then I go home and I'm like but why is there no six-pack I'm very (laughs) confused but you kind of just have to understand that like you know just be patient Mm -hmm. don't restrict yourself because you have to make like lifestyle changes and that's why I'm personally like I don't like love the idea of like dieting and stuff because Mm -hmm. I really hope like you don't go the rest of your life not enjoying that brownie and not enjoying like I think everything in moderation Mm -hmm. is completely healthy and we have to Mm -hmm. like fuel our bodies with good food we have to validate our mental like well-being and we we also have to like get out there and exercise and Mm -hmm. I also think like we have to like be a bit easier on ourselves Mm -hmm. like if you've had a long day and like you physically like are so exhausted whether it was like work school or you've just had like an emotionally long Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. I think that taking a day off is completely fine Mm -hmm. you can work out tomorrow Mm. but at the same time I get I also think that with working out and stuff that in order to reach your goals you can't just be fueled by motivation Mm -hmm. because like I think sometimes motivation can like be temporary be very temporary and you do have to be disciplined But Mm -hmm. within, like, trying to be disciplined, you do have to forgive yourself if you don't want to work out, like, one or two or three days out of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so good. I've just kind of been trying to be, like, nicer to myself, be kinder Mm -hmm. to myself, and listen to my body and my mind. Like, sometimes, like, I'm physically exhausted. Like, I'll take the day off. But if sometimes I'm, like, mentally exhausted, I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe I physically won't be able to, like, do a full-on workout, (laughs) but I'm going to go walk 15 minutes and look at nature, and Mm. that'll help me, like, not be as stressed. Yeah. So I just think being balanced. That's so good. Is the best, Mm -hmm. and that's what, like, makes me feel good at the end of the day 
I love that. Okay, so we're each going to give y'all just our two favorite ways to practice self-care. And then we're going to go into our last segment. Mm. So my two favorite ways. One, I really like to nourish my skin because your skin is the Mm. most fragile skin like on your entire body, like on your face. It is a huge part of like health and beauty. So even if you have a pimple, like don't go crazy and popping it and like leaving a scar. Like make sure to eat well, like use a face mask, put good things on your skin, cleanse well. And that's like my one thing. And the other thing is exercise. Just it's always, always great. For me, I think that sleep is very important. (laughs) And I know it's kind of funny, like, oh, that's how you care for yourself. But so, so necessary in order to function Mm -hmm. properly the next day. Like, I will be grumpy the next day. I will not be super energetic and, like, fun. So I really need to get sleep. And I think that we all kind of need to make it a priority, especially us, too, because we stay up so late. Yeah. Um, But, (laughs) yeah. No, I do, too. Like, half of quarantine, I was, like, going to sleep at, like, 5 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's when people wake up. Yeah, no. That's, like, when my mom wakes up. Oh yeah. No. So, it's so uh, it's I feel bad. bad. I feel yeah. bad. But then, like, when you get into your healthy routine and you have an early night, you're just like, oh, this feels so good. Like, yeah. I'm on it. I'm on my game. And you yeah. wake up at 7 mm-hmm. It's the best feeling. So I, I would say sleep. And, I mean, obviously skincare. I think that's important yeah. as well. The other thing is drinking water. Mm. Um. That is like literally the best way for me personally to just keep going throughout the day because mm-hmm. I like have coffee in the morning, but then at some point you kind of hit you a You need little, to hydrate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And coffee dehydrates you so much. So drinking water kind of helps to make you feel like everything's moving, like mm-hmm. you're good, you feel like your skin starts to look better and it just makes you feel good. Like yeah. staying hydrated, honestly, it's so simple. I love that. But- <laughs> um, I also agree with skincare I think like during quarantine and TikTok so many oh people are sharing their tips mm-hmm. like Secrets. and and trying to find like where, what works best for you I mean my dream job is to be a dermatologist so I've like mm-hmm. tried to take care of my skin like for the longest time possible and I that's like probably like my number one I agree with Emma with sleep I don't know if you've heard the saying, like, sleep is, like, the best medicine. Like, one time Mm. I went to the doctor um, because I thought I had, like, a cold or even the flu or something. And he was like, you need to sleep. You are tired. And he didn't give me any medication or anything. I literally just slept for, like, a day and I felt better. Like, (laughs) sometimes, like, we deprive our, like, especially being, like, full-time students, like, in college, like, with schedules that are so busy. Like, we deprive ourselves of sleep and it can really affect your metabolism Mm. so many things and you guys are both like so gifted and talented like when it comes like you played the violin the piano (laughs) personally like I never grew up playing an instrument like and that's something like sometimes I struggled with I'm like oh like your purpose or whatever I watched the movie soul like two weeks ago and and it's like oh my gosh like he was like such a great musician and that's a great movie topic for another day but sometimes I think like oh there's like nothing unique or interesting that you can do like no good hobby Mm. so part of my self-care is like trying to play like a small song on the ukulele or I've been getting like into like arts and crafts and like upcycling like little thrift finds and and doing my nails like although like it's I'm not like a prodigy at anything (laughs) and that's okay but that's something that I do like yeah yeah, little things that make you happy exactly during quarantine I would give myself like one or two hours to like paint or something or (laughs) do DIYs of some sort and I I think like I always felt better 
better at the end of the day. That's fun. Yeah. And honestly, like stuff like that is so much better than the alternative, which is just like feeling bored or just like Mm -hmm. terrible about yourself or honestly infinite scrolling. Like you really have to like just get off your devices and go do something. Like it it sounds like you're just making it a priority to focus on things where like your hands are at work and you're like exactly. in, you're fully like immersed in whatever it is yeah so I love that yeah. I love that okay guys we're gonna go into our last segment so segment two endearing awkwardness this is where we share pitfalls funny stories that just make us more relatable human and give us y'all a good laugh to end the episode <laughs> I'll start I have an That's issue exciting. with making assumptions <laughs> this is really bad so I was at a networking event, super excited to apply for my dream job at my dream company. And I like start looking around the room and then I chance upon this girl who's like pretty short. It looks like young, right? Looks really young. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous to be here. Like, what job are you applying for? And then before she could even talk, I start just introducing myself. I'm like, hi, I'm Desam. Like, I'm, you know, this major, that minor, whatever. And then she just like looks at me and starts laughing. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, what's funny? And she's like, oh, sweetie, I'm the recruiter here. Like, (gasps) oh my God. (laughs) Like, you're so sweet, but yeah, I graduated like five, ten years ago. I was so embarrassed, guys. She's like, I'm the one that's supposed to Literally. hire you. Like, <laughs> I hire people. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, thankfully, she was really nice about it. Like, she thought it was cute. Yeah, but... I feel like if she laughed, it's a good sign. Yeah. Oh gosh, if it was a guy or something, I feel like he might have been more offended. Uh, but yeah, and then the other one was I was at a friend's house, and I was like talking to his roommate and his roommate was, like, with a girl, and they were, like, chatting or whatever, and, you know, I thought they were a couple, like, I assumed, I mean, I mean, they look like they were a couple, and so I go up to them, like, so how long have y'all been dating? <laughs> Little did I know that they had recently become friends with benefits, and, <gasps> oh my god, they were, like, avoiding this conversation, like, it was a plague, <laughs> and I was the one that forced them to address the issue, and so I basically, like, made things super awkward, like, they were just, like, the, uh, uh, like, they didn't know what to say, <laughs> That's my story. I remember that. So my story, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier. It had to do with Hillary Duff. So when I was younger, I just had an obsession with like Hillary Duff. I don't know what it was, but I wanted to be her. And so I told all of my little like kindergarten friends that she was my cousin and that she was going to pick <laughs> us up at school on Friday in her limo and we were going to go to like the mall. No. And I don't know what it was, but like I was always telling my friends like these dumb little lies, like these crazy experiments because I didn't think they would believe me. Like, why would you believe me? That but, is so funny. But they did. And so anyway, I told my dad, I, I was obsessed with her of songs, obviously, so I would copy like her lyrics down on paper and kind of like try to, you know, make them look really cute. And so one day, I don't know what came over me, but I took one of the lyrics uh, to my dad. It was actually the one that goes, let the rain fall down. down. Let it let I'm coming. I think it's called come clean or something. That's cute. So I take it to my dad. I'm like, I need you to look at this. These are lyrics that I wrote. And <gasps> no. I need to review. And no. so I, yeah. And so he's like, like you're six like you wrote this song whatever. <laughs> so he's he freaks out he literally you can ask him he flipped out 
he starts calling like all of our family members. My, no. my grandpa like has a recording studio. He records like. Oh kind of, like, my gosh. So she's calling him and he's like, oh my gosh, we need to get in the studio now. Like she's going to be like a freaking prodigy. Like she's amazing. These lyrics are so good. <laughs> and I like basically my uncle, he told when he called my uncle, my uncle tells him first he laughs in his face <laughs> and he's like, um, those lyrics are Hillary Duff lyrics. Like I could send you the song right now. And so my dad got super He's like, we're not trying to get sued. No, yeah, literally, like, I don't know, I don't know why I thought my dad would believe me, but I was like, it's fine, like, I just wrote these lyrics, and so my dad got upset, and he was like, why would you do that, and whatever, it was super funny, but basically, like, I had to tell my whole family that I had just made up, that I wrote a Hilary Duff song. That reminds me of a TikTok, like, I was supposed to be in the video. I don't know if you guys know. which one? It's one of, like... Madison Beer like saying that she was supposed to be like in Ariana in Ariana Grande's like music, music video. video and then people like do made their do edit it or like oh made their own gosh. version and it's like when I told people like Selena Gomez was like my cousin in fourth grade <laughs> and it's like I was supposed to be in the video. Oh it's just, my God. So it's a funny thing. Like it just reminded funny. me of that. That is super yeah. funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh what's your story? So I have like two I think well growing up I was like deathly afraid of getting any form of like shot and I would like go to the restroom and I would like ask my mom like can I borrow your phone and I would go to the restroom and like camp out for like and then like they would come like knocking on the door like hey like you need it like it's time and I would like cry I'd throw a little fit and I just think it's like so ironic because like doctors would be like oh what do you want to be when you grow up and I'd be like I want to be a doctor and they're like sweetie Um, about that (laughs) about that (laughs) and I've gotten better but it's just so ironic that now like that's what I want to like do when I grow up and I used to be so yeah I have one time I like fainted but I think it's because like I wasn't hydrated (gasps) and I hadn't ate well that day but no I'm fine now like I can get like blood drawn and I'm like perfectly fine but yeah that I just remember growing up that was like so funny now that I think about it and another story was when I went to New York for my sister's birthday and my friend Val and I went to go see A Seawall Alive which was the Broadway show that Jake Gyllenhaal was like in it was like a two-man show an awesome broadway show it was amazing the reason i feel guilty saying this but the reason i wanted (laughs) to see the show in the first place i had never heard of it jake gyllenhaal is like my celebrity crush yeah and i was like you know what like after broadway shows like you can go and like meet the cast and i told my friend i was like it's because like we have to go because like we're gonna meet him like there's no ifs answer but like we're gonna meet him (laughs) and it was so funny because like afterwards like we were in line like when the actors like come like say hi like meet and greet give you their autograph or whatever yeah and it was just so embarrassing because it's like you forget that they're normal people at the end of the day like like they they go and they go home and they're regular people and like sometimes you forget and I was totally fangirling it was so embarrassing my friend was like oh my gosh that's Mysterio from like from (laughs) from Spider-Man and I was like don't say that like (laughs) I was like you're being embarrassing even though I was like embarrassing myself (laughs) and then like he came up to us and he's like super chill like such a nice 
dude good looking nice dude but it was like i just felt like so embarrassed and he most likely heard us fangirling like right next to him yeah but he probably gets it it. yeah he's used to it he probably thought it was sweet yeah Yeah. jay Hall, i tagged you and i didn't get a repost (laughs) maybe he was a little shy you never know he wasn't ready yeah he wasn't ready please contact miranda um, yeah this is a great segue to our plugs. <laughs> to our plugs. Yeah. Where can everyone find you, Miranda? Miranda underscore Sosa is my Instagram. Miranda Y Sosa is my TikTok, but they are in the drafts, ladies and gentlemen. Oh I God. have not built up the courage to post anything. Okay, well. Post 2021. I yeah. know. Did any post on New, uh, New Year's one? But it's in the drafts. Like, it's oh, like, okay. in, it's my a private okay. TikTok. Like, only I can see it. Plug at Before We Make It on Instagram. You guys know the drill. We talk about this at the end of every episode. We look forward to talking to you guys on our DMs. We always like to ask questions on our stories and love you guys' responses, especially for last week's episode. We did a yeah. Q&A. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. Super duper fun. Thank you so much, Miranda, for being Thank here. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. I was so nervous. Aww, I was like, great. I, I listened to your other podcast and like my first impression was like, they have a really high quality mic. Like, oh, this yeah. is, like, ASMR. I'm kind yeah. of scared that, like, people will be annoyed by my voice. No. no you have a good podcast voice. You have really? a great yeah. podcast I was, voice. I was very, like, calmed down by this episode. Yeah. yeah. That's so was, like, nice. Voices, yeah. So. It was amazing. It's good. A drinking game, every time I say like. <laughs> oh I know God, I dude, say like fine. a lot. No, you're so fine. People dude. will get alcohol poisoning. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> no, <dude>. Same. <laughs> Anyways, we love you guys, and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.